Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Justin, editor-in-chief of Rapzilla.com, and we are here with a brand new show today, and it's called Pen Game 101, and I'm here with my awesome panel of Luke DiMarzio, Elijah Matos, and Richard Cutright. What up, guys? How's what's up? What's up? How you doing? So to quickly explain the show, Pen Game 101, it's three parts, but first of all, in hip-hop, when you're really good at writing, when you're really good at spitting bars, you have a very good pen game. And when something's a one-on-one, like teach me something, journalism 101, science 101. So we're gonna break down the bars, the pen of the rapper. Then we're going to play a game involving the pen of the rapper. And then 101, they're gonna take us to school about the bars. So for our first episode, we have KB, and he's gonna talk about his new album, His Glory Alone. So this is super exciting. Quickly, let's go around the table, starting with Luke. Say like three words about yourself, and then we'll pass it on to Eli and then to Cutright. All right. Uh, what's up? I'm Luke. Uh, I'm here in Vegas, and so it's, I just woke up like an hour ago, but I'm good. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm excited to be here. This is great. Thanks, Justin. Yeah. E Eli. What's up, y'all? I am Elijah. I am from the greatest borough, the greatest city in the world, Brooklyn itself. I'm not trying to do anything different. Queens all day. Queens all day. We'll talk later. We'll talk later. Um, yeah, college student, uh, and you know, currently been with Rapsula for like what two years now or something like that. But yeah. man, super excited about this. Super excited about getting to talk with you guys in KB. It's gonna be dope. My name. My name is Kurt Wright, yeah you know I'm saying music director for the Justice League, battle rapper, yeah, nerd culture lover, and just all around great guy. I love walks on the beach, sesame chicken, and a pretty woman is my favorite movie of all time. Wow. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, and a pretty woman is my wife, but he went with I mean what I'm I'm in a movie and my wife is a star, that's why. <laughs> all right, so that is the panelist. Uh, I'm really going to take a back seat to these guys and, and let these guys, you know, do what they do. And uh, I mean, Luke does the bar exam on Rapzilla where he does a first take listen of a project and gives you his thoughts. Eli does a deep dive of, of a bunch of projects and really weaves his way through the meaning of stuff. And Cutright is, is just a rapper with experience who knows bars, who knows production, who knows touring. So he kind of can just grasp things from an artist's perspective. And me, I'm just here to make sure nothing gets messed up. So that's, that's really my, ho my whole purpose in this thing. And if it gets messed up, it's still my fault. But anyway, let's, let's go into KB's His Glory Alone, starting with the first track, Let It Rain. Somebody start and-, and Let it around. rain, <laughs> let it rain. <laughs> the original version goes just as hard, man. KB just went off on this one. How do you guys feel about it? What are your first reactions? I mean, well, from Jump, man, like, it sounds, like, super huge. Like, I, I love the energy that he started the project with. The switch up was crazy. Like, soon as the beat dropped, you know what I mean? I was in the middle of here, then I was like, mm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, like, I, I really, I can't wait to be in a live crowd. When KB got this, is definitely, definitely a show starter type of record. And your boy Bizzle, like he knocked on the door and like to pay a visit, bro. He came through and showed up like Sinbad in House Party and showed up <laughs> the way out on the record too, bro. This whole part of the verse 
was super unorthodox, and I really like how they pulled the flow back, pulled the drums back, and really just allowed this verse to breathe with the claps with very, very dope in the way that they structured that thing. And I didn't even have to take a shower this morning because it was letting it rain. I just put it on and just dry soap and everything. It was crazy, bro. Yeah, it was crazy. I, I thought it was like this huge and epic sound. Like I was ready to like go fight Rocky or something, you know? That's what it felt like. I, I was, I was getting ready to enter the ring, you know, like, man, it was just crazy. I, uh, it's just awesome to hear like his first track on his first album since he left Reach, like sound like this. So yeah, it, it got me really excited for the rest of the album. Yeah, someone needs to edit it and put this song over like the Avengers assembling to go fight Thanos and Endgame. That's what we need. That's, that's <laughs> just slow motion, nah, bro. Like right as soon as the portal opened up, he's like on your left. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> just wild, man. Um, but yeah, just from I think not only just from the production point, but like he started off with 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 the bars um was crazy. You know what I'm saying one of the, the stand-up bars in this song was he said, you know, Lord Ben said, Lord now been Lord then never waited for endorsement, never mm -hmm. kept a Forbes list when you got God as your portion. I was like, mm -hmm. I wrote that one down too. That was crazy, especially um, when you think about how it ties into Kanye's whole situation with being. Bro, oh, go ahead and talk about it. Go talk about it. Kanye <laughs> being freaking pushed off the Forbes list and throwing a fit about it, man. PB's like, forget the Forbes list, bro. You don't need it. That's right, bro. Right. My father owned the cattle on a thousand hill, bro. Boy, that was yeah. Let's get boy. let's get into little boy because that was already a single, so you got to hear hear that before the rest of the album. So let's break that down. So as a single, I liked it, but after hearing Let It Rain and then like the songs after it, I was like, where did this come from? It doesn't fit. It didn't fit for me. Like, I mean, sonically, it sounds like KB. It actually sounded more like a Lecrae song to me. I actually wrote that in my, in my notes. Like the song's fine, but I didn't think it fit in the overall just like scheme of how everything else sounds. Yeah, it sounds very much like it's um, almost like a sister track to like Hold Me Back, right? Where it's like, this is a certain era of KB, but I'm not sure if like it's in the same thematic or the same sonic or the same right. sound rather as, right. as some of his Glory Alone, which is like, I want to say like at least 60% uh, worship tracks in, in combined with rap. Um, but I mean, I still think there are some fire bars in there. I think the, the way it mixes this idea of like maturity and KB talking about how he's putting on game for... The younger cats um the fact i think one of the lines that you know it's kind of subtle but he throws in there is like you can be floyd i'd rather go be dubois i was like wait a minute did you did you really just like sneak that in there you know i think kb is very good at that he's very good at saying something like really intellectual but um just letting it just pass and you gotta like really dig in to find it word, word. i said i'll piggyback with, with y'all but i thought it was a dope record um i felt like it was made specifically for the car though, you know what I'm saying? Like the way that the drums come in, like it it quake. Like I got a little Kia Forte. And if I had some 12s in my trunks, you know what I mean, to hold the, you know what I'm saying? It be going on, bro. Um, but this joint, I, I feel like um, that I, I really, really, really liked how he drew the perception to manhood, uh, that this record was a song that was created with the young black male in mind, especially how he went back to, you know, said back in the days, how the, how the OGs of the hood, be like, hey, bro, you know, I'm out here, I'm living this life, but you don't, you don't need to go that way. There's something better for you and encouraging that. And him saying, hey, that was my story. They told me that, and I follow suit, and I'm successful. We're kind of laying out that blueprint, you know what I mean, for the younger guy to follow. So a little boy turned into a big man. 
<laughs> so so let's hit let's hit the next track 10k yeah uh i wasn't really ever a fan of Ten Thousand reasons like the original worship song like it was just kind of sleepy for me but like what? this this version of it this version of it is crazy so i i really liked it especially like i love how he switches up his flow he's awesome at like switching back and forth from melodies to bars but then he like goes double time at the end of the first verse of this it's just crazy i, I love i love this one it felt that it was brazy, bro. It was brazy. You know what I'm saying? Um, I when it started, I expected expected it to go a totally different direction. But then as, as soon as the beat dropped, I mean, even, even the way that he he wrote the beat, you know what I'm saying? It was like it was like the baby got saved or something like that. You know what I'm saying? He was the baby Jesus. Well, he was the baby Jesus, but he wasn't the baby Jesus. Anyway, um it, it just changed the whole temperature of the record, you know what I mean? All right, he, and when it came to the verse, he was so versatile, it was like y'all yeah. like Giving Glover the, temp, the, the tap dancer, just like tap dance all over the record with the verse. Yeah. And I, I, I enjoyed it at first, you know what I'm saying? I, I didn't know how I felt about it because Armies was just so crazy to me, but it was okay follow up. I, I dug it. Yeah, not to not to speed ahead to Armies, but man, I think what's so beautiful about both 10K and Armies, like you are reclaiming Christian radio from EKB, where it's like, man, after <laughs> years of, of hearing these songs, every hour on the hour, like KB's just totally reinvented them for me where I'm like, man, I can listen to these and appreciate them way more than I did when I was nine years old listening to our local radios like Star 99.1. But you know, you got your K-Love, you got everybody in there. Like this is something totally different. All right, so the next track is This Is Life. Uh, I feel like this was one that should be rocked out at a stadium. Like it has a huge feel to it. Like when I first heard it, thinking about the production wise, how it came in, um, some some records are for concerts and for live crowds, but this the feeling of it was huge. Like I could hear it at Super Bowl, college football halftimes, and marching bands. Specifically because in the production, the way that the horns are, are mixed in, they're kind of a piece of the, of the whole beat. You know I'm saying, and they carried it beautifully. I really dug the melody that the horns carried. I think it was a good choice for the producer. The hooks has already been dope all throughout, um, but this part I, I really like this one a lot. Um, from a production standpoint, and of course, like he he, he did his he did his thing on the verses. He does what? What can we say? He always do his things on the verses. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, he, uh, yeah. I, I felt like at this point in the in the album, I'm like, okay, he's just like not letting it up, letting up at all. It's like all all gas, no brakes this whole time. Like, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. I had like just layers upon layers in that in that um, instrumental. Like the the mixing was great. Like. There's just so many, it's so deep, like, but it's this wall of sound. Like it was, yeah, it just sounds huge, huge. It was like a deep dish pizza, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. It's on, you know what I mean? Just yeah. like, you gotta eat the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hillsong, you know KB has redone two of your songs now. You better bring him out at some point just to, <laughs> just to perform with him because those songs go crazy. All right, so what about, what about the track Armies? which again was a single. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the first time I heard this, I, I just was bugging, like just, uh, I had chills. Like, I love, I love what he says in that too. Like that first verse is just crazy. Shoes ain't Gucci. I keep my foot on the reptiles coming from a neck. Now when the game about to end, you expect. You expect what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. And every time I hear that still, it's like, I, I just get 
It's just crazy. It's crazy. I love it. Yeah. You get that face like like you when you talk to somebody and they breath bad or you smell some garbage. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know it was wild, bro. Like when I first heard armies, like bro, I played that joint for three hours straight. Right. right. Just cause the energy of it was fantastic. Like you heard nothing from KB. And then he come like he just showed up like this. Like you just go oh, like this. I ain't just gonna disrespect my ears like that. I wouldn't even <laughs> for it. You know what I'm saying? And it was like it was it's almost like you know, like a gas station hot dog, because he like he put all everything on top of that joint. It was too <laughs> I had sriracha in my ear, duck sauce, so you. Uh, it, it was, it was, it was too saucy, man. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Crazy. Right now, probably on this album is my favorite record. Even though I've heard it a million times, I still go back to it, and it sounds like the first time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the second every time I hear "Life Ain't Been the Same Since Death Died," it's already over. It's already like, all right, already, bro. Right. I am gonna jump. Yeah. Right. Bro, like, look, man, I, I, after the song was over, like, I joined G.I. Joe, I carried Lieutenant Dan through the forest, I saved Private Ryan, like, that's <laughs> bro. like all of that. This, KB, this, sir. this is what Cut Right is here is here to add. He is here to to it's add so the great. flavor and the liveliness of a deep dive discussion. So great. Um. So. <laughs> the next the next track is masterpiece yeah i think masterpiece is such an interesting sort of transition where it's like it's way more low-key than a lot of the other songs like let it rain and um armies but i think it's also a really dope callback to find your way from 2015 where kb is specifically like back then he was speaking in a more general sense where he says um you're too small too short too tall not big enough thick enough pen to the fall they'll change it all everything before was wrong girl you can keep it up just leave this is a very long set of bars but he's like repeating he's going back from he's taking all of that from back then and he's sort of updating it and talking to his daughter now where it's like these bars that were once for just girls in general and encouraging them to see themselves in the way god sees them now it's specifically for his daughter and that makes it so much more personal and so much more poignant yeah it still sounds really big like i felt like i was in a concert hall listening to him you know and then especially like when the symphonies comes in and then at the end the beat drops and we're like okay here we are again you know oh oh yeah i remember now i'm, I'm listening to a kb album right. you know so that's that's what it was it was still really cool it's a good moment like it was cool it was good to give our ears a break a little bit after like all those big things to like take a break for a little bit and it still is a good good track yeah I feel like this joint could really be good for a branding perspective from KB. Um, the song was beautifully crafted to encourage our sisters in Christ. And like you said about his daughter, but as a brother who sometimes wrestled with depression and self-esteem, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to believe that, right? Um, it's, it's, it's a heartfelt reminder that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, you know what I'm saying? Um, by an awesome creator. Um, this song will be on repeat for many, I feel like who's wrestled with, uh, with, meeting this, the standards of social media and being image conscious, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm glad that KB took the leap. I expect to hear this on CCM radio a lot, you know what I'm saying? Simply because it's not as hip hop as a whole lot of other stuff. You were saying hip hop, I feel old saying hip hop, man, but hip hop is a part of hip hop. So, but anyway, I feel like CCM radio will pick this up, um, that this was a power move by KB, it was a beautiful song, and I can't wait to play it for my daughter. Never had a daughter. Whenever you know, I can have a one day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what what about the the track Libre? 
featuring Tommy Royale. Um, especially as, as with it being Hispanic Heritage Month, me being Puerto Rican, when I heard, just so leave it, I was like, wait a minute. Did he really just said like, dude, the chorus is so crazy. I think um, Tommy really did his thing. I think it's just, it's, I really appreciate KB's love for the Hispanic Latino community and how much he's embracing that between this and Long Live the Champion. And then the fact that he's always working with Cardiac now. Um, I really appreciate the Latin influences and I think it's just an amazing, uh, especially concert song. Whenever concerts come back, this is going to go crazy. I'm, for, bro, I'm being honest with you. you know, I, I thought it was solid. I ain't finna lie. Um, I had to look up what Libre meant. Exactly. Yeah. At first, I thought the whole song was about Nacho Libre. I was like, why are they doing the song about Jack Black character, bro? <laughs> and then uh, I saw the Libre meant free. I was like, okay, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? I think that Tommy sounded good on the record. He had a good sound vocally, although I really it was, you know, the, the gap, the language gap, but he still sounded good vocally and sonically. I like the inflections that he put in the verse. Um, I feel like every record uh, had a lot of replay value um, up to here. The, this one for me, probably just because of the, the barrier and everything else, it just it fell to the wayside. I love how KB reaffirmed the value of marriage and fidelity in his verse. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a line of staying in the pitch and we'll crop it out for you. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, you know, so just that whole standing on the bar, which he does a lot, I guess, because, you know, he's a skinny brother with dreads in Florida. It's a lot of temptation. We got to remind all the ladies, like, hey, look, I'm a one-woman man in all the bars. But I, I really appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I, I had to Google what Yo Soy Libre means as well, but... I thought I thought the beat sounded good. I thought this beat was built a little differently than everything else. There was some room to it with like the strings plucking over the top. I thought it sounded really good. And whatever Tommy Royale said, I, I thought it was. I thought it sounded great. But I yeah, I really wish I could speak Spanish so I could understand some of that. Yeah. How about Yes song? Ooh, yo, I can't lie, yo. This is the it had me in my feels. It had me in my feels. Um, it was super powerful to me. I really love like when an artist brings a choir on the record, especially me coming from like a gospel background, it adds a whole another layer, you know what I'm saying? And just like, not even a, there's, you know, like in song choir, but when it's like a worship choir together, it amplifies the record so much, especially when it's a record like this one. Um, the breakdown towards the end, man, first time I heard it, y'all, I was like, yes, Lord, you know what I'm saying? And then by the, by the time, man, that the, the drop came back in, uh, it was over. If you would have kept that for another five seconds, I would have been on the floor. We had to get the, the blankets and all of that. Um, but real talk, I feel like that this is, with all that's going on in the country, uh, a record like this is one that's very needed. Um, and it's, it speaks to all of us in our lives where we are right now. You know what I'm saying? I needed to yeah. hear this record, real talk. I thought it was really cool that he chose this song. Like, this isn't, I mean, it's kind of a popular worship song, but it's not like Hillsong or Chris Tomlin. This is Vertical Church, you know? So, I thought it was really cool um, that he chose this song, but like like you said, it fits the theme of like 2020. Like this is something we needed to hear. Um, I also had a note here that this instrumental sounds different than the other worship tunes. The other ones were like big and like booming. This one sounds more CCM, like it would fit on the radio a little better, a little more poppy. I don't even know what the sound, what it was that made it sound differently, but it was just a little. I don't know. I don't know. I just had I had maybe a little more poppy. Um, and but he was more deep emotionally with this one. He took it. He took it in at the end when he talks about let it all go dark around me, hand and face I can't see. I have nothing left to bring. God Almighty, please, you have my baby. You won't miscarry me. It's hard oh, that, bro, that hit my heart, bro. Right, right. 
right? So I, it was it was great. There's like he shifts everything. It's not like just getting hype. It's like okay, let's bring it in. Let's let's talk about some serious things. But yeah, yes, I will continue to lift you high. Yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was dope too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna add a single thing to what these dudes said. They summed it up perfectly. All I'm gonna say is CHH artists, make sure you get more choirs moving forward. We need it in this genre. <laughs> That's right. Dark skin featuring black violin. Let's hit that track. Yeah, I feel like Dark Skin is such an incredible, powerful, phenomenal record. It had so many layers in it and so much to dissect. I think the listener will will, you know what I'm saying, will keep eating on it. They'll get something different every time. This is one of the more creative songs on a project. Um, and it's one where the artist is able to address the social climate of things in a way that didn't steer the conversation away from the main theme of the album. Um, and it's, I feel like, as always, just pointing to Jesus. And what's so dope that on top of this, he still had fire bars. I think uh, the, the whole song was was dope, but the um, it was it was it's too many quotables, bro. It was too many quotables. Like if if they just went to a church on Sunday and just read out this whole song, I think everybody would come to the altar and lay it out. You know what I'm saying? But this joint is powerful. That's good. Yeah. At this point in the album, so keep in mind, I've only listened to this once. But uh, at this point in the album, I'm like, okay, I'm not sure that there's any one song that's built the same. So like he just starts out, it's like that ominous piano tone, and then he just starts flowing over the top of it, and then the beat builds as it goes, you know? Like, I'm like, okay, yeah, so we got something for everybody. We had a song with no hook. We got songs to start with choruses. We got songs to start with verses. Like he just keeps switching it, keeping, our, keeping us engaged the whole time. So I really like that about this song. There was so much to chew on for this. Like it was over for me before I even was able to like fathom what he was saying. Like, I really thought it was dope, but like I said, I was trying to stay true to the one listen thing. And so I only got to listen to it once. So I, I can't really speak on it more. Yeah, I mean, I, I really wanted to reflect back on what Cut said about there being so many quotables. I think this song has a bunch of them. Then it has such crazy imagery too. Like um, very early on, KB talks about his daughter trying to wipe away the blackness from her skin. And that's already like, Yo, I think that's an insane image. But then you've also got, um, he says, no apologies for the image you were formed in. That image is imported. Yours, the Lord's gift. Uh, and then I think the fact that he turns the song all over on the church itself, you know, church, are you hearing me? Investing your neighbors, not conspiracy. How you politicize the mouth of the reverend in a left or a right Come side on, up right. in heaven. Come on, bro. Woo! That right, bro. I almost crashed that bar, bro. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, and then, you know, just yes, I love America, but heaven is the standard. I mean, when he said that, it's like, all right, song's over. That's, you know, the Christians, we gotta, gotta take a little personal responsibility here, reflect for a second, and just reevaluate this whole, this whole country and this whole world, really. All right, the track, We Right Here. Yeah, this one sounded like he brought the gang vocals and the army back from earlier. Mm -hmm. He's, uh, he was just coming at it like just crazy, another big beat. Um, and then we already, yeah, I mean, that whole life ain't been the same since flesh died. He kind of repeated that line, but I don't mind. It feels like all these songs point to each other in some way. And so I felt like it kept the congruency of the whole album, like it belongs there. And so I really like, man, just again, he's just so good with switching back and forth from the flow to the melodies. Like, it's really cool. First of all, why you gotta be throwing like big college words like congruency in your conversation? <laughs> You can do reviews. You want to spice it up. You know what I mean? Anyway, listen, I, 
Yeah, I mean, for real talk, I, I thought we right here were just okay. You know what I mean? I feel like um, I know that you groups are going to eat it up. Um, this most definitely going to be a mosh pit records when consciousness of happen again. Uh, probably will mess it up for me just like as a producer, like knowing like some of the elements of Not Today Satan was in the production. Like if you listen to how the song started, uh, but Not Today Satan, if you take out the horn, the same. That joint right there. Like the, so whatever the sound was, it was the same thing. So I was like, it was almost the baseline for trying to recapture the magic from another record. Um, the producers did a thing on the record, though, um, and this probably be used at football games and basketball games and bowling tournaments, you know, all across the world. But uh, uh, I guess after coming, like, after a song, like, Dark Skin, uh, they had me deep thought I wasn't ready to jump back into the mosh pit, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think uh, definitely what you're saying, Cuts, it's definitely one of these songs that's made for concerts. It Not to, not to be overly comparative, but... Um, it reminded me a lot of Andy's The Saints with the left, right, left, right, left, right. <laughs> like, and then, you know, I think um, we right here does something really similar, but obviously it's KB, so it's totally different. Um, but yeah, I think uh, it's it's cool. It's just, you know, it is definitely a little jarring to come right after Dark Skin. All right, what are what are the thoughts on Loyal Till the End? Um, I like the design of the beat. Like, when you talk about the way that the drum pattern comes in, it already sets the tone, um, lets you know what's about to go down. Like Young Jack at a mall in Australia. Hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but at first when it was coming on, I thought it sounded kind of like a Kanye West type record. So I thought it was in the night, it feels, you know what I'm saying? But uh, because of that, you know what I'm saying? When it progressed, I wish Kanye did jump on it, you know what I'm saying? It might get washed, you know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> I mean, it's true, bro. He, he would have got washed up, you know what I mean? The river, you know what I mean? Go down to the river. Uh, honestly, um, I think John Keith really shined on his joint too. Like he went crazy towards the end. Or the verse with the double time, bro. This last eight bars, his joint was the standout bars, and that's not that's not easy to be like, hey, I got on the record with KB, and I had the verse of the record. You know what I'm saying? No, no shot, no shot to KB, but your boy Youth won this time. Youth and Vigor pulled the trigger. Anything to add? Cut said everything I was gonna say. That's perfect. Cause I'm in your mind, bro. Yeah. I'm Professor yeah. X. Mind. yeah. The only thing I'll say is like, man, I just appreciate KB for putting a lot of the younger guys on his records at this point, like John Keith, Tommy Royale, Ty Brazel, and and back in uh, Today We Rebel. I think um, he's really giving the younger guys a chance to shine. That's really important. Right. All right. How about uh, the name featuring Corinne Hawthorne? Yeah, this was cool. I. I I didn't recognize this song right away. I was like, there was like something familiar to it for me. And I was like, where have I heard this? Cause like, you know, he, he adds like his own little like take of like the song. And so it's like sort of familiar, like at the beginning of armies, you don't really know it's armies until like he says a God of angel armies. You're like, Oh, that's where I heard this melody before. And so um, I thought that was cool. Like how he kind of switched it up at the beginning. Uh, I just really appreciate again, like, he just knows uh, he just knows when to change his tone to elevate the track. So like he could have just stayed down here while he's rapping, rapping, rapping. But then he like changes the pitch and, and then digs in and while the beat's building, like it's just perfect construction to the track for me. Like and uh, so it just keeps me engaged the whole time, gives a little emotional uh, boost while it's going. Um, and then I thought it was really cool that he actually had Corinne Hawthorne on it. Um, the others were just samples, you know, and now he actually has the artist on there. Yeah, I thought this was cool. It was a cool add to the 
to the whole album. Yeah, I don't have anything to add. I'm like, yeah, that's you, you gotta look. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, for real, yo. I, so I feel like this is a good ending to the album. I feel like this will be the show ender. Go come back, especially with the place that the song climbed to towards the end. Like I really enjoyed the presentation of the song. It, it almost felt like a record that could enter you into a place worship. I mean, the whole album is worship. I mean, that's the word of the day. Like, you know, like Sesame Street, worship is the, song, is the word of the album. Uh, but I feel like if, when this song is done live and this song is over, people will continue to sing it. And you have some instances of true worship of people crying out, um, like laying out on the floor, just in a revival type of atmosphere. And hopefully that actually happens, you know? Um, KB's one of them cats that'll probably put aside the music and everything else to just go in and enter into the presence of God. Uh, so whenever this goes down, you know, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be awesome. Um, and I feel like this was a cherry on top for the rest of the album. And uh, I, I really didn't know that this was an actual worship song. Like some of the songs, you know, I, don't, I mean, I listen to CCM, but not like a whole bunch. You know, not, but so I didn't. And maybe know it wasn't. Was. Maybe it wasn't. So I have I have a Corinne Hawthorne uh, song in my iTunes library called called the name. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just like. Yeah, but it's really similar. So like that's why I just thought that's what it was. So maybe it's not. I could I just want to say that in case we're watching this video later and someone's like, yo, that's just an original song. Okay, and the final track, C Lo Ara, featuring Blanca and Musico. Well what I what I'll say about this one is like KB waits to bring all of the elements together, right? Dude took Spanish worship and trap and put it all together and made a totally different thing. And it's like I think that song is just such a great marriage of those three sort of um, like subgenres of music. And it's like KB, um, he has such a, a diversity about him as a person that I think he really represented well, especially with this song. And having it be the closer is, I would argue, almost perfect. I really couldn't understand a lot of it, but it was like the year song. So it was just, I mean, I was there with it. I was like, I'm still, I'm still vibing. It's the same song. You know what I'm saying? Um, but. I will say this, man, like Elijah said, I love how KB integrates because in worship, it's going to be all of us there together. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't going to be no east side, no west side. Ain't gonna be, you know what I'm saying? There's no Jew or Gentile. We're here, you know what I mean, together. So um, KB, as Lee said, in CHA, from a lot of what I've heard that's on the highest standard, he's one of the ones that's always trying to push the push the banner, push it to the forefront, you know what I mean, uh, to, to, to get it popping, you know what I mean? All right, so that was that was KB's His Glory Alone. Let's Oh, he's here. What's up, man? Nice nice background you got. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, I good to Good to good to speak to you again. Hopefully we we won't dive into critical race theory again. We'll we'll talk more about your album. <laughs> so, this is our brand new show. It's called Pen Game 101 and basically Pen game, obviously, is hip-hop, so we want to kind of talk about your pen, but we break it up in three parts, and the first part is what we were doing before you got here is giving our own review of your project. Uh, okay. The second part is going to be an actual game, and we're going to put you to the test in a game. And then, the okay. and then the 101 is you explaining, you know, taking us to school about your album, pretty much. So that's the okay. whole concept of the show. Okay, I like that. Yeah, we're... Trying to do something new in this season, man. So, well, I know you, I know you only got about thirty minutes, so we'll we'll try to do this game quick. So, 
the, the first game is the run it back game. We're going to hit you with a line from a deep cut on one of your old albums. And oh you have goodness. to finish. You have to finish the line. So, Eli, Eli, give him, give him. The, here's your chance to rap to KB. Eli, give right. him the line, and and KB's got to finish it. Finish up the verse or the bars. This is it. All right, KB, let's see what you got, man. This is one of your older songs. I'm not gonna tell you which one. You might want to tell me, the, try to tell me the title afterwards. But let's see what you got. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. I'm so convinced that you won't find no bolder men than those of them that's going in for holiness. God goes with them. What you know about going harder? I finish it up. What you know? I know it's just go off, but uh, what you know about going harder? Fathers that honor the father, or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Something about fathers and Justin Martyr, maybe? I don't know. That's a good one. I knew that the stuff you were. You had you read? I, I could have repeated that part, but I, I don't know what I say after that. He's like, I, I think I, I think I know this track. This sounds familiar. Hold on, give me one more. Hold up, one second. Uh, God goes with them. What you know about hard fathers? That father, I don't know, bro. Give him, Eli. <laughs> give him, give him the next. Give him the next two lines. All right. Walk with me through these martyrs and fathers dead for their father. Keep going. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> my brain, my brain is short circuiting, bro. I should have had some Cheerios or some. So you read it back, you're like, "Wow, this this guy could really rap." That was you, man. So is what else we got? So for the father, boy, don't get me started. Let me try to break it down. I you thought, it. oh, I knew I if I move. Yeah, there, there's a he put a whole bunch here. All right, yes. we'll we'll move on. We we stumped you. All right, I failed. You have lost right. the first Zero. game. Zero All right, points. yo, what's up, KB? So since you're such an upper echelon MC, we're gonna put that to the test. You know what I'm saying? It's all about your freestyle game. How good. Okay. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna throw you four words, and you gotta come up with rhyme for the words. I'm gonna tell you the words in advance, but give some time to think about it, and then you gotta come with the smoke. You know what I mean? Okay. The first word is hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. Second word is asparagus. <laughs> The third word is Florida, because you're Florida, boy. You know what I mean? Florida. True, true, true. The last one is his glory alone. Okay. And what am I doing now? I'm like, I'm I'm freestyling a rhyme. Yeah, that's right. That's so right. Maybe, maybe what you do is word. let's let him hit hand, hand sanitizer. And once he gets that in a rhyme, hit him with the next word. Bet. Feed it, feed it to him as as it's coming. So this is gonna, gonna be super shot, whack. Yo. This is gonna be ultra whack. <laughs> he just did a virtual concert last night, man. You know what I'm saying? You got it in you. I can do all things through Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so just want to basically yeah. just start rhyming and then use those words essentially. Nice. Yeah. Right. All right. All right. So you just want me to go. Yeah. Go. All right, just throw them at me when I, as I go. 
right. Yo, it's your man K to the second letter. I am second. But hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's your man K to the second letter. My homie said there ain't a second better. I've been second, child of a king. Wait, married to the king like Coretta. And mine's in Florida with the concealed carry. So I keep the Beretta right under the sweater. <laughs> Why don't I start going into to like uh to like battle bars? It just start flowing out of me. So yeah, all right. Yeah, so praise Christ. The the baptizer and sleeping, resting in his present like a tranquilizer. Corona hit with a whole lot of lies <laughs> But we did get well acquainted with the hand sanitizer. Down the Marco, down the Marco, bow. I just two down, it's two down, two down. Come on, you asparagus. Yeah. Yes, I'm talking to my homie, telling him about the truth. Wisdom is coming out like I'm missing the tooth. Mm. Trying to find a word that rhymes with asparagus. But all I can think of is Christ Jesus and in his inheritance. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> his glory alone, his glory alone. What's going on? Final, final buzzer, buzzer beater. Nice. Yeah, HGA to the grave. You know that's how I beat. Never turning away. Been on this since 19. Uh, see it clearly, no visine. I've been serving the King of Kings and I do it till I die. His glory alone. See it in my eyes. Oh, you know, I can go for so long. And Christ. Jesus, still sitting on the throne, Lord. carrying us. You never bury us. Free sleeves like hair. Ah, free sleeves <laughs> like hair. I was in there. I got to warm it up. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, you just right. can't just. You got to prime. You got to. You got to prime the law. Start the engine, bro. You got to. You know, you can't cold crank it. You can't cold crank it, bro. But also, you know what I mean? You pass. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Hey, thanks for being a good sport while we're doing these these silly games. But I got the easiest game for you, okay? So uh, it's called the lightning round. You got 30 seconds. I'm just going to – it's rapid-fire questions. You got to answer as fast as you can. All right? And it's going to be just like – it could be anything from pop culture or whatever. But I might try to throw you off here towards the end, but it'll be fun. Who defeated Thanos in Avengers Endgame? Fire, uh, Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, what does Ryu shout when he shoots fireballs? Ayukin. Trick Daddy's favorite holiday. <laughs> Dog holiday. There we go. Uh, what what album's dropping this Friday? His Glory Alone, KV. Yeah. What's your worst release song? Ooh, go off. <laughs> the song you just made me remember. <laughs> what uh what five rappers would you love to feature on an album? Just name somebody, rapid fire. Um John Bellion, he also raps. Um uh J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, um Kanye West, and uh Ambassador. 
Awesome. All right, and that that that's time. I just uh, I wanted to hear I wanted to hear his answer though. We'll see. All right. Do, do you know this one? Name name three CHH groups or labels that have animals in their name. Yeah. So there's humble beasts. That's one. Um. Dang, cuz. There's a one of them is an old school group, and one of them is like oh, a, ton of rats, ton, ton of rats. Of rats. Uh, humble beasts. Stay West Coast. Is it yeah, lamb? Lamb mode. That's a lamb, not a lamb. I'm lamb mode. Uh, <laughs> West Coast. Oh no! Is there a lion? Something with lion in it? Nah, you got me. I only got two: beast, uh, humble beast, and uh, tunnel hit, rats. Hit him, cut right. Who's the last one? Hallmark, bro. Six. Oh, seven. duh, 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 duh. I, that's, that's a tough. That's a tough question, though. That's really tough. Yeah, my brain is short circuit. I didn't know we was doing this kind of interview. I would have did some brain exercises before I got. <laughs> well, that that that's on purpose, man. We we gotta we gotta warm you up. That's the icebreaker. So now you could tell us some good things. So right. now, now, okay. So we did the pen. You did the game. Now it's the one hundred and one. Uh, so now you got to teach us. So we're gonna run through some questions about your project. And, and you're going to teach us. You're going to school us on this. So, okay. uh, Luke, we're going to kick it off with you. And yep. then, guys, you, you just take it from there. I'm, I'm right. going on mute. All right. So, uh, yeah, first off, the, the one thing that was clear to all of us on this, uh, this album is the presence of worship. Mm-hmm. And even, even CCM music. Uh, often you see these things mix in certain, like, maybe at festivals, like Winter Jam or something. But right. we, we just want to know the thought process on mixing these two different genres. Um, and yeah, how did you take some steps to move towards even creating something like that? Yeah, so every album I, I make, I try to essentially make it the, the reflection of, of who I am, where I'm going through. So if I, if I just had a son, you're going to hear a lot of stuff about fatherhood and, and, and a baby boy in there. If I just have a daughter, you're going to see themes of how I'm thinking about how I love my daughter well. And and uh, what I felt holding her for the first time, and if I'm wherever I am in life, you know, if it's entrepreneurship, if it's a, if it's an ownership kick, if it's uh, justice, whatever, I just sort of try to turn myself inside out on the album. And um, for me, musically, the second biggest influence in my life outside of hip hop is worship music. Um, and you could call it uh, Christian contemporary music. Typically, folks see it differently than that. They see worship music as being something actually outside of CCM. When you think about Bethel and Hillsong and Audrey Assad and stuff like that, but it's all pretty much blended together. I mean, you could argue that Christian hip hop is in CCM. Um, but for me, I am deeply entrenched in uh, like like anything that's stirring my my heart and my affections and my love for God through song. Hip hop does that and, and worship does that for me as well. Um, from CC Winans to, to um, uh, Matt Marr, he is definitely CCM. But I think about, um, you know, the, the, the guys out at Vertical um, and uh, Hillsong, uh, so on and so forth. And just hymns in general. I just, I love hearing hymns sound uh, from the greats. Um, I am in love with that. That's always been who I am since when I got saved. I mean, I, I first got saved would be, I'd be nothing for me to, to switch over from a flame album to a Mary Mary at that point. Um, so 
since that's been so central to who I am, it's always been in my music. There's moments of it. Uh, prop, one of my biggest songs to date is Crowns and Thorns, which is a, basically the merge of, of a Hillsong song uh, yeah. and, and trap music. Uh, so I wanted to do a project that had more of that on there, that um, it was a, a bunch of trap colliding with worship uh, yeah. because that's what describes me, you know, trap Jesus. Uh, so I, um, I was uh, experiencing that. So that's what came out. That, I've been experiencing that. That's who I am. So when I'm turned inside out, that's what you get this project right here. That's great. Yeah. I mean, to follow up KB, I think, um, one of the things we started talking about was like a lot of those, particularly the, the songs that blend worship and trap, like you said, um, right. just feel so big in scope. Like they feel epic. Like they feel like they were made for concerts. So we just had to ask, how hard is it knowing that you won't be able to perform them with larger crowds um, or even something like we right here, which is, that feels like it was just made for a concert performance. Right, 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 right. Yeah, man. So I think it's part of, I hope um, God's providence and, and hopefully some wisdom on our, on our part to try to uh, push the album back as, as far as we possibly could without basically betraying uh, our fans and our commitments uh, because we want it, um, we wanted people to be able to sit with the project for three months at least uh, before we hit the road before we're, because we anticipate we'll be able to hit the road again in about three to four months. Um, so my, my thought is that I'm hoping that these songs would still land in uh, a season where we can actually perform them live. In fact, I was just talking to, um, I probably shouldn't say his name, but he's a big rapper. Um, that uh, uh, I was asking him, uh, why isn't he dropping music? And that's the very reason he gave me. He said, if I can't tour it, um, I'm not going to drop it. So I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of wisdom in that. So I'm hoping that, uh, that these songs would carry people into 2021 when we actually can't hit the road. Yeah. And just as a, as a follow-up, how different and what was the experience like of putting on this virtual concert? It was great. I mean, the, the whole thing was it, was, it was, it was a production. So um, we were able to pretty much control every element of it. And um, the exciting part for me is to have something that feels like uh, a premiere, uh, like how you would stand in line and go to a movie and see uh, a premiere that these folks have worked on for and put, put all this money into. And you're sort of like experiencing it for the first time. And that interaction that you have with someone that you support and you're loving what you're seeing, it's, it's, a, um, it's, uh, it's, it's almost like a transcendental feeling. Like it's, it's, uh, it's otherworldly. And but my, my, the, the prospect that people will be experiencing that as they're watching this moment, no one's ever seen this, this is just released. And we're watching it from the comfort of our living room. A lot of people had watch parties uh, where they, you know, they were uh, projecting it onto a massive screen and had a bunch of people over from the church um, that to me, the excitement of that, thinking about that is super encouraging that we get to provide that for folks. And, uh, the actual performing piece, again, it was so controlled, all the pressures off, you know, you, you, if something is just live and, you know, I've been in this situation many, many times where it's, it's happening one time you get it right and it's good. And if you get it wrong, it's everywhere. Uh, so I love the, the fact that it was, it was more produced, produced like a, a Netflix special um, a, as opposed to just simply streaming 
40 to 50 minutes uh, of me rapping, but there's these, these breaks and all these uh, moments that take you on a journey through the project. So uh, it was exciting and um, I love that we got to produce it. Word, word. Well, speaking of production, that brings us to our next question. I just wanted to know, I'm um, like Rich Forever from Tomorrow We Live originally sampled, you know, the Kirk Franklin when it was yeah. you know, doing Gold Joint. And even with, you know, this current album, uh, Let It Rain, I right. sampled, uh, a contemporary cover of the original song by Bishop Paul Morton. Is there a reason why you lean more towards the popular contemporary song flips rather than the more traditional gospel records for your projects? Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually not a massive gospel fan. I'll just throw that out there. I, I do like gospel music. C.C. Wines, like I said, is on repeat in my house all the time. Um, but my my predilection, my leaning is actually towards, um, like, I, I like a... Like our God is awesome. Our God is awesome. He can. I love that record, but I I also love the resurrected King is resurrecting me record from the, the dudes out in Vertical. Um, and if I had to choose one, I, I would probably choose the the contemporary Christian version of it, uh, or the contemporary Christian version or contemporary Christian uh, expressions of worship songs. Uh, than I would over gospel. I grew up on gospel. I, I have tremendous respect for gospel. Um, but my, if, if I if I make my music authentically uh, and kind of represent who I am, um, I have a select uh, group of folks that I am constantly going to. Uh, it's not very wide either, brother. I, I have a few people that I listen to their songs over and over and over and over and over again. And uh, it's not like uh, because I'm black. I just essentially always gonna like the black people that did it better. <laughs> it just uh, that, that's just uh, not who I am. I have no problems with my blackness whatsoever. I'm, I put my black card next to anybody's, uh, but I like what I like, and um, I, I, and I, I, my impact, the, the sort of the moments that I have had that have been impactful for me. Um, in those moments, race is not really the component. It really is what's being said and how it connects to my heart. Um, and for me, uh, songs like um, uh, So Will I, for example, the, the Hillsong record, I really, I, I really like Hillsong. Um, and the, the wording in it and the vibe, everything has brought me to my knees many times. Uh, so that, that's going to show up probably more in my, my, um, my music than before because it really just kind of rep rep represents who I am. All right, all right. Cool. Yeah. So kind of staying on that, uh, that thing. One thing I noticed when I would listen to this record, I'm not sure if it's intentional or not, but this is idea of unity for me. Like when you blend something like trap music with worship music, it makes it so like everybody can listen to it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm thinking like my Midwestern conservative mom would probably listen to this because it's got like, yes, I will. It's got, so will I on there. And was there any intention of that? Did you realize that you were doing something that was going to bring people together? Um, I, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, that's probably a part of the, the, the benefits of it. But like I said, the, the album for me is a turning myself, it's, it's turning myself inside out, pulling who I am and then putting it on a record, pulling right. out, uh, pulling out the, the sort of heart of where, I exist, my experience, what I like, what I don't like. Right. And um, and what you get is what you get. 
And um, so I, I think if, if people can resonate with that, um, then, then I praise God for it. And if they can't, then I praise God for it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. uh, so for me, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty simple for me. If, if you find, uh, I know some people will try to appropriate me. So they'll say, man, look at this, look at this Negro here, or he's articulate. Uh, he says things that we like to hear. Um, and, uh, uh, and look, he's young and he, he's a father and, and, and this is what, this is what the world needs. And we can make him work for our People can appropriate me how they how they see fit. That does not influence what I'm going to do. What I'm going to do is what I feel like is right for me, for my God and my team. And if it resonates with the world, then I embrace it with all my heart. Um, but if it does not, we let the chips kind of fall where they are. So I I love that uh, I have people of every race, ethnicity, and nation right. listening to my music. I rejoice in that. Um, but I don't get caught up in what can we do to make them? I, I remember a friend of mine did a writing session with uh, a worship band one time and they wrote this song and the, uh, this, I won't say his name. I probably should, but I, I won't. Um, I probably shouldn't. But this, this big name came in and heard the song and said, I like it, but it's too black. Right. And uh, my friend was crushed by it. Because they thought, how else am I supposed to write? I don't, if, even if I understand what you mean by blackness sounds, this ain't what you are, this, this is light <laughs> on the right. spectrum. This is just me being me. And what he, did, what he found is that him being himself was too black. And he vowed, this, this, it was actually to my, uh, a guy and a girl, they vowed to never work in, those, in that space again. Um, because that's what a lot of folks kind of wrestle through is how can I either tone myself down or tone up something that who tone, turn something up that isn't, doesn't really reflect who I am so that I can an appeal to an audience. That's what I'm saying. I'm not into that, 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 um, that to me feels like a, a kind of concession that betrays my convictions. Um, and I don't think it actually serves the music. The music is better made when it's truly who you are. So um, I try not to get caught up in who uh, who I can appeal to with this when it comes to my music. There's other things I think about that in, but with my music, I try to keep that sacred to what's happening in my heart and in my team. That's great. Thanks for thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of um, making music and specifically your team, KB, one dude who you've been working with a ton lately and whose hand is all over this album is Kardec. Um, yes. So. I think I think it's clear to us like you guys have become one of the biggest duos in Christian hip hop these days. Like every song is just a complete banger. Um, so what's the relationship between you guys like, and how important is it to have a producer you really rock with? Um, so I think it's I think it's massively important. I think um, I I am the sum of my team, and the the team is only strengthened by genuine relationships, people that you care about. Um, people that you can talk to about things outside of music. And, um, and also stuff isn't formed overnight. You no know, individuals that you've been walking with for years and years and years, like those are the folks that help to fill out a powerful moment or project. And that is the 
uh, that is all that I have surrounded, um, that I have surrounded me here in Tampa from everything you see from every music video, the treatment of the music video, the production, the writing, the engineering, the mixing, um, all of it is coming from a very small community of people who I could be in their wedding and they could be in my wedding. Uh, if the, if the context uh, allowed for it, I mean, I'm saying that to speak to the closeness. Um, and, uh, that I think is also a big part of where these records come from. Uh-huh. Yo, so speaking of big records, I feel like dark skin, dark skin. Yeah. Saying that records, uh, on the whole project, man, you address a lot. It's very rich. Uh, uh, one of my favorite lines is, how can you politicize the mouth of the reverend ain't a left mm-hmm. up in heaven? We're almost hard because of that bar, but I just want you to know, you would have had the Kia Forte, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But what, what inspired that bar specifically? Yeah, uh, well, man, first of all, I appreciate the, the kind word, and um, I'm glad that that line stuck with you um, because uh, that, that may be perhaps one of the greatest stains on the American church in this, you know, in this last 20 years, in the last 20 years of his existence, uh, man, going beyond that. I mean, slavery was a very political thing in the Christian church. Um, and the, the pulpit was just as influential as the state in the antebellum South. The pulpit was saying, keep them in chains. The state was taking his cues from that space. So, when the mouth of the reverend, when the mouth of the, the oracle, you know, the, the mouth, the, the mouthpiece of God has become a political weapon, we are all doomed. <laughs> Where else can we go to find the heart of God besides the, the, the people who are supposed to be the, the, the prophets and the priests and, and, and the, uh, the, the preachers of our time? Where are we supposed to go? And if they've been co-opted, we're in trouble. And I think that this country, in a lot of ways, is suffering from that very thing. So it came from the reality that I am seeing um, increasing more and more, um, particularly as we're going into an election cycle, um, and uh, with the uh, you know basically the the divide between the left and the right. This needs to be said that whatever you believe and who you voted for and what policies you think are best, the pulpit is not a place to uh, sort of uh, uh, forge a way for some non-Christian politician who's made a bunch of promises that he can't keep or she can't keep. The pulpit's a place for you to talk about the promises of God, which will always be kept. So that's where that came from. And, um, and I think that needs to be said more and more. So, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you, right? So, on armies, you said life ain't been the same since death died. Right. Landslide. Then on We Ready, you said east side to the west side. Yeah. Life ain't been the same since the flesh died. You know right. As, yeah. as a, as a, as a, 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 a upper pin, was this a callback to the tip of the hat? Or was it writer's fatigue? And you was like, oh, <laughs> I, I said that earlier. You know what I'm saying? So what was the pur- purposeful or, you know what I mean? Um, it, it was, it was uh, a mixture. I had to turn my album in, but that song was already done. 
and I wanted to change something. That's what happens with me is that I rewrite verses all the time. So I had a, I had like everything was done. I just had this one little portion that I had rewrote probably six times. And I was like, man, nothing is really hitting. So the fatigue was, this is my seventh go at this little portion of this verse. And I was like, that was actually the original line from Armies. It wasn't life had been, life, uh, ain't been the same since death died. It was life had been the same since the flesh died. That's what the original line was. But I changed it to death. Look at God. So I, had, I had flesh. I had that line laying around. Wes told me that he didn't like that line in Armies. Wes is my, basically, he, he basically helped me co-produce the whole thing. Wes said he didn't like the death line. He liked the, the flesh line better. And I was like, I think you're tripping. I think death is better. So I, I kind of remember that that's what Wes said. So I just, I pulled it over and threw it into, uh, to we write uh, right here. And I knew people would say, oh, that's the same line from Armies and kind of have a little moment around it. So it was a kind of fatigue, but not out of like, I, this does happen. I'm not trying to say I'm above running out of stuff to say, but it was like, a, I got to get this thing done. I don't, I don't have time to write another seven. I can't do it. This can't do seven, a seven go at this. This I need to pick something. Um, and that's how that's how it kind of ended there. But very uh, astute. You're very uh, uh, adept, young man. Where the, the glasses is for looking. You know what I'm saying? I see it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, on on the name, you say that you're a rapper when the doctor said you couldn't talk. Yeah, so yeah. What's yep. the story behind that? And let me give uh, credit to Cutright for that question. Great question. Um, Yes, when I was born, my the doctor told my mother that I would always have a, a hard time talking, that uh, I'd ha- I would have a speech impediment for the rest of my life. Um, something with my tongue and the way that whatever that thing is that holds your tongue down was, was a growing tie? or something like that. Um, it, um, the, so the, the idea, my, my mom rejected it from day one and just began to pray and I've had several moments like that regarding my mouth where there were things that were supposed to be off. And the doctor said, you can count on this being a problem forever. And my mom prayed and uh, the Lord healed me. Um, So it's just ironic that I'm not supposed to be able to talk today uh, clearly at all. Um, And um, I'm a rapper. So, yeah, I had never shared that before, but I I, I got a chance to share. Well, actually, it was in one biography a, a while ago. Um, but I had never rapped about it. So I was, um, glad to talk about how God has glorified himself in that irony. Dope, man. Uh, we'll let you go. So you have, you have like a minute to, to get to your next one, but, um, his glory alone drops September 25th, which is also my birthday. So that's super yeah. exciting. First, <laughs> first album. Happy birthday, bro. And, and cut right is your birthday's tomorrow, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You forgot. <laughs> Hey yo, hey look, hey KB, listen, right? I don't know if you got any any merch packages, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I thought maybe you could do his glory cologne, you know, you could spread it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's heaven sent, you know. That's actually amazing. Oh his my glory, god. You know what I mean? I had this cologne on the side the whole time. It's right. Hey, oh you might have just gave me an idea, bro. Don't 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 mess with it. Hey, don't give ideas to an entrepreneur. Don't do that, bro. <laughs> Uh, you can see that mug on my website tomorrow. I'll, I'll, link, him, I'll link him up with your publicist. I'll link him up with your publicist. You could do it together. Because yes. now, now we have it on, on record that 
that uh, you, you could technically steal his idea, but we got the recording. Yes, very true. Very true. All right, man. Thank, thank you so much. I uh, can't wait so much. to see how this, how this project does and, and the drop. And I'm sure you're super excited for everyone to finally hear it. Uh, appreciate yeah. you taking the time, man, for indulging our stupid games and then uh, for, for breaking down on the 101. This is our first episode. So um, you're, uh, hopefully you start us off with the bang, man. And, and this thing goes, goes great. Awesome. Thanks. God bless you guys, man. Thanks, All right, man. Talk to you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Right, so that was KB. Thank you, everyone, for watching Pen Game 101. We got the pen. We got the game. We got the 101. And uh, so, guys, let me let me kick it to you. We'll start it with Eli. What are your your final thoughts about this project and the interview and, and everything on the show? Yeah, I think um, one of the things KB really talked about was just the idea of like the album and all of his albums are representative of what he's thinking, what he's experiencing, and who he is at any given time. So I think. His glory alone and the fact that it brings together the worship, the Spanish, the trap elements is just such a powerful testament to who KB is in the season. And I think it's going to carry us through 2020 into 2021. And hopefully, like he said, we get to see concerts with all these songs soon. So his glory alone, I thought just going into this whole day, I was like, this is his most complete album for me. Like he's got some bangers on his other things, but I think as far as how this album all works together, this is like, this is it for me right here. And it was awesome to hear his heart on stuff and how he's not really catering to any certain people. This is just who he is. I thought that was really profound what he said, how this is just whenever he's like, whenever he's pouring himself out to God, this is just how he reacts. This is like what he creates. And so that's just beautiful for me. So I thought, uh, yeah, big ups to KB for just going with, uh, going with the flow on our, our random questions and, uh, uh, for creating something beautiful. I thought it was awesome. After listening to the album, I felt like it was needed. I felt like it was refreshing. And I feel like a, a whole lot of the genre will take notice, especially in this climate where CHH has been right now, where everything is, is toxic, it's venomous, it's I, all this other stuff. It's like, yo, it's it's his glory alone. You know what I'm saying? Like everything that, that you know, the gift is without repentance, but I want to use my gift to glorify God. I hope you would join me in this. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of people we listen to it, not just from an artistic standpoint and not from a production pick standpoint, but if they actually listen and allow me and the Holy Spirit to expose and break down what's, what's being said on there, I feel like a lot of people will be invigorated. And we may even see a second revival in this, I mean, in the genre of people who have, you know, just hearts truly for the exaltation of the Lord. You know what I mean? So it was a wonderful job, a lot of replay value. The bars is wild. You're going to keep going on back because, you know what I'm saying, I'm listening, I'm catching. Oh, snap! You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's crazy. Catch bars like people catch a corona, but you know what I mean, I'm living again because of these bars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So get get the album, get the album, get the album. And KB, if you come out with that cologne, I just want a free bottle, bro. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Free bottle. His glory cologne. That was the first episode of Pen Game 101. Special shout out to KB. Thank you so much. Uh, His glory alone. Depending on when you're watching this, is is probably out right now, September 25th. And uh, let us know who you'd like to see on the show. Let us know what games you'd like to see us play if you want to feed us words. And also let us know what you thought. This is the first episode. I think it went really well, objectively speaking. Uh, So let us know in the comments. And thank you so much for tuning in. Peace, everybody.